0: As much as in the world of social media, we showcase our practices, our connection with the divine, at the same time, it's also something so intimate. It's something that can't be explained or described using words because everyone's experience of spirit, of God, of the divine is is unique to them, Yeah, right? And so for me, I feel like it's been such a big gift that I've given myself to explore that and not be so dogmatic with it, to mm-hmm. say like, Yes, and. Thank you
1: so much for being here. I am so honored to share this moment with you in person, especially because I feel like we've been connecting on another level, at least I have with you, (laughs) for quite some time. And I would love to begin today's episode by having you just share a little bit about yourself and then talk about your morning routine, because I feel like it's so important Mm. to discuss our morning practices because I feel like they really do set the tone for what
0: we do in our work and everything in our lives. Absolutely and I just want to say thank you for having me. It's it's so kismet how we've been in each other's fields without having too much awareness of how we would connect down the road, and to be connecting now is so surreal to Mm -hmm. have been in the same Chopra meditation cohort, Mm -hmm. meditation teacher training cohort, so I'm super grateful. Thank you for having me, and yeah, I, I am originally from El Salvador. I grew up there moved to Florida, have been in LA now for 10 years, and have been in the wellness space as a wellness leader and a wellness practitioner for about five years now. I work primarily, as you know, with sound healing, but I'm also mm-hmm. a Reiki master. I'm also a Dharma coach, which we can talk about Dharma because that's a big, yeah. really important part of of my life, um, anyone's life, really. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just, you know, first first generation, super proud to be where I am, thanks to the sacrifices of my parents, my grandparents, to get to live this life of exploration of what makes me happy. What do I want to do? How can I help the world since I have all my needs met? Wow. Yeah. You know? And morning routine. I love that you start with this because this morning I was sharing with you my husband's in Mexico right now and so even though you have two children you're probably just like girl the game changes when you have children. For me as a dog mom I feel like it's such good training because I'm like prioritizing. I'm like okay I have to take her on a walk. I have to feed her. How do I get everything done? He usually does that. Well it just helps because then if I sleep in he can do it. Yeah. You know but today I was like I have to wake up early because I have a big day and I want to feel good. And so getting my morning routine in is super important. Mm-hmm. So I woke up super early. And for me, it kind of changes, you know, like movement is a big part of it, whether it's a strength training workout, depending on like the phase that I'm in in my cycle, or just like literally stretching mm-hmm. on my yoga mat for 10 minutes, um, breathing. Cool. So incorporating my morning meditation has morphed into this like, movement breath and then the mantra meditation that I'll do. Um and that all together in an ideal world is like 30 40 minutes, mm-hmm. but life happens, mm-hmm. you know, and so if I can just get in, you know, some breaths and um uh, my morning hot lemon water, um then that's that's good enough. But starting my morning with intention and mindfulness is ah. everything changer yeah
1: yeah even today for me um there's been a few days where i miss my meditation or like the most important practices and i just feel so easily triggered or almost like i have no direction Mm -hmm. so today having that it is a big day i'm like i need to get my meditation in even though it's not the whole practice i need to get at least 20 minutes Mm -hmm. you know um yeah to make sure that i'm grounded and present and able to offer my best self to mm-hmm. you to my family and through everything you know that we do
0: yeah so. yeah to cultivate your energy so that you're showing up from a place of a full cup yeah yes. right not yes. running on empty Ugh. and then yeah pulling from your reserves to give yes yeah
1: so how long have you been on your spiritual journey mm. where you
0: had a lot of awareness of it it started when I was 1920, so about 11 years now. Um, 11, 12 years. Um, it started with yoga. Mm-hmm. In college, I was in this place in life where I was super unaware of how toxic my behaviors were, how um, not I was not nourishing myself, how self-destructive I was being. And as the universe would have it, I needed a extra credits for that semester to complete, you know, my, my credits that I needed in university. And so I picked an exercise class thinking, oh, it's going to be easy. You know, it'll be like an easy way to just get a good grade. And of course the teacher that taught the class was this wonderful yoga and Pilates teacher. And to this day, I still remember my very first Shavasana Mm -hmm. and just like the tears streaming from my eyes because it was the first moment that i ever experienced self-awareness in a way that made me realize how little i loved myself. Yeah. And it was powerful. Yeah. And ever since that day i've i've just been craving learning from different schools of thought, from different ancient wisdom and practices, and yoga was definitely my first um as they say the the gateway yeah. practice yeah <laughs> yeah wow
1: i know um i really want to touch on self love mm. you know because i feel like that moment that you had on the mat really brought awareness to maybe the lack of love that you had for yourself and um i related to your story so much because i immigrated mm-hmm. to this country in 94 and i was 6 years old mm. and it wasn't through until I went to therapy that I realized the moment that I began to not love who I was, was when I came into this country, you know, because I remember as a little girl, I used to look in the mirror and I used to say to myself how much I loved my nose. Mm. And when I got older, I got nose surgery, Mm -hmm. which is one of my biggest regrets because Mm -hmm. it's the nose of my ancestors, my mom, my grandma, you know. And so I related a lot to you not feeling like you fit in, not being proud of where you come from or your mm-hmm. culture, because we look different, we sound different, and the language is different and everything. And for me, that was a big moment of like, I, I began to, to acknowledge that I don't love myself, because I don't fit into this mold. Yeah. So I would love to hear how that journey unfolded for you and how you started to embrace who you are and your roots and the music and the food and the culture and everything that embodies who you are now.
0: Thank you for sharing that because it's the same thing for me. Mm -hmm. When I was 11, I was 11 or 12, I moved to the United States and that's right around the time. You know, I developed early. I started having hormonal changes, changes in my physical body. And when I moved to the States, I didn't speak any English. And so automatically I was like, I'm different. I'm taller than everybody else. My body's changing. I don't feel like myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't speak the language. I sound funny, right? Like other people I could tell, like they couldn't understand me. And it really impacted my degree of self-acceptance, self-love, because From that point on until probably mm, probably 28, 29, I didn't accept myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't accept my roots. I didn't accept my culture. And it wasn't something that I woke up every day and I decided – I, I'm not going to accept myself. It was something that was so subconscious and yes. insidious yes. that it took me a long time to even realize that that was mm-hmm. the root of so much of my suffering. Mm-hmm. It was this non-acceptance of who I was and where I came from. And the beautiful part is that when I reached a moment in my life, when I did begin to accept it, that's that was the biggest catalyst for my healing mm-hmm. journey. Because I reconnected with the powerful ancestors that I have. I reconnected with so much inner wisdom that I carried in my DNA that I was shutting out. Wow. I reconnected with spirit, with the earth. And and that's like the beauty of it, right? That in a way, it was almost by design that I rejected that part of myself so that that could also be the missing puzzle piece for me to remember my power. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I totally resonate with that. And I feel like so many people um, will resonate with that also because I feel like there's so much shame Mm -hmm. in going through that journey as someone who does come from a different country, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, um, it just doesn't feel good to be shamed for your own personal journey right? and experiencing that and coming back to yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, so I would love to also explore your spiritual path and how you came to this place where you are right now, where mm. I feel like you just feel so empowered, mm. right? And Thank I you. know, <laughs> yeah. And I know that you had, you know, uh, Catholic roots. You went to an all-girl Catholic school. I did. And you had a dad who also uh, was practicing Christianity. Mm -hmm. And that can get really confusing for a child and for someone figuring out what to believe in, what is right, because there's so many contradicting opinions. So how do you empower yourself with your own experience and your own truth? Mm. I think
0: this is such a beautiful question because... As much as in the world of social media, we showcase our practices, our connection with the divine, at the same time, it's also something so intimate Mm -hmm. because it's something that can't be explained or described using words because everyone's experience of spirit of God of the divine is, is unique to them, Yeah. right? And so for me, I feel like it's been such a big gift that I've given myself to explore that. And not be so dogmatic with it to mm-hmm. say like yes and right yeah. like yes I was raised learning about Jesus's um, teachings and and very much in this Christ consciousness environment and I also. Through my my time in, in university with yoga, with um, living in China for some time, exploring Buddhism, Taoism, and Hinduism, and right and so and my own definition, yeah. right outside of all of that, and so I grew up going to Catholic school yeah. with nuns, like full on, wow. um, for yeah. How long? Until uh, I moved to the states. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. so that was also another culture yeah. shock, <laughs> going from all-girl Catholic school yeah. all my life to like co-ed public school system. Wow! Yeah. yeah. And then at the same time, my dad was exploring different types of religions, of Christianity, different denominations. And so I did grow up very confused. Like I remember I would get in trouble because I would ask the nuns, hey, at Sunday school, I learned that praying to false idols is a sin. Isn't praying to Mother Mary a sin because she's a false idol or these saints are false idols? So I got in trouble a lot because I questioned Mm -hmm. a lot and I was very curious. And then through losing my identity, um, through you know, going through my teenage years, rebelling, I wanted nothing to do with the church Mm -hmm. and I associated church with God. And so I wanted nothing to do with God or spirit or the divine. And it wasn't until I came home to myself that I really was like, there is there, I know there's something here that's beyond this human experience. Mm -hmm. Like, what is that? Mm -hmm. And that's when I began to explore once again. And I feel very blessed to say that now I feel like I have this tapestry that's been woven since I was little that's made up by all of these different teachings and these ascended masters like Jesus or the Buddha or, you know, Kuan Yin or even Mary Magdalene, um, just the people that I've studied Mm -hmm. and the teachings that they've left behind. And what's so beautiful is that the basis of it is is love
1: yeah right yeah yeah
0: and so finding common ground through all of that and all of that to say that you know if that resonates with someone beautiful if it doesn't beautiful Mm -hmm. right like nobody's experience of the divine is wrong Mm -hmm. and that's what's so great
1: yeah wow thank you thank you for sharing that I feel like um sometimes it's challenging to even share um about your faith and Mm. what you believe in and everything and i love how you really emphasize the power of and because i think it applies with anything in life right the power of and so we Mm. don't limit ourselves yeah and we're open to explore many different paths
0: that's okay you know what's coming through right now is that we live in this binary world of like the zeros and the ones Mm -hmm. the sun and the moon the dark and the light and like that applies to this three-dimensional space that we dwell in but when we get outside of that the quantum field is is infinite Mm -hmm. and so it's like that that word and can really begin to open our minds to the space of it's not so black and white yeah Right. And we can begin to just be more open Mm -hmm. and be more curious and know that we're never going to fully understand and we're never going to fully have the answers. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of this great mystery that Mm -hmm. is life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also went through, uh, that part of my life also where I was rebelling against the church or Mm -hmm. anything. And I also had that experience of like tying God to the church. And for me, uh, That was a big learning lesson because that's not the case, you know what I mean? What I love about yoga also is that you get to question the teacher, Mm. right? You get to question the guru, question the master. They encourage you to question them. And that's something that resonated with me a lot because like, you know, in Catholic church, you're not allowed to to ask those type of questions Mm. without getting in trouble or without getting a certain kind of look, you know? So I would love to hear what your definition of um, being the student of light Mm. means to you. Mm. Student of light.
0: I think the first word that I want to dissect is student Mm -hmm. because it puts me in a place of realizing that I will always be learning. And though mastery is something that we can achieve in this lifetime, even masters... Are masters because they're still students mm-hmm. they're open to learning they're open to expanding and so for me being a student is really an honor and a badge of honor of saying I'm always learning I will never close my mind or my heart to think that I know it all or, or I've gained everything I need to gain and a student of the light is of staying curious of of keeping my heart open um to not close it to always be open to bringing the light even in the darkest moments even amidst chaos right how can we still stay curious about the light that resides within which i think for me has been really interesting exploring considering everything that's happening in the world yeah, right yeah. to not dismiss the the people that are suffering yeah. in the different parts of the world right now and to still seek the light amidst that darkness Mm. to still see how this chaos is bringing humanity closer together Mm. right and so for me being a student of the light just means staying curious and staying open to always finding the light even in the darkest Mm. moments because the light can't exist without the dark and vice versa and so if there is darkness then there must be light also Yeah,
1: I really have learned to appreciate the darkness. Mm. I used to not want to experience it. But, you know, just like a baby is born in the darkness, we come from darkness. Mm. We go back to darkness, right? So it is beautiful. Also, there's something there. Yeah. I mean, you are someone who said, you know, you have all of your needs met. Mm -hmm. So now you're able to be in this position where you can shine your light. Mm -hmm. And with the chaos and the darkness that is happening Mm -hmm. in the world right Mm -hmm. now, I feel like so many people really need to go within and find the light so they can be of service to themselves and humanity, right? That's it. So how would, what advice would you give to anyone out there, um, who wants to start exploring that within Mm. themselves
0: to step into that role? Yeah. You know, I would say if you have the privilege, because it's a privilege, right? Even looking at my own ancestral lineage, I always go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Mm -hmm. having security, having shelter, having food, Mm -hmm. having belonging, only then, only once those needs are met, can we actually get to self-actualization, which is what we're talking about here, right? Self-actualization. And so if you're in a place of privilege where you can explore that first, take a moment to just feel gratitude for being in that place of privilege and recognize that it's now a responsibility to explore that for yourself and explore it in whatever ways feel authentic to you. Just because you admire somebody on social media and they're doing, you know, Vipassana, 10-day silent retreats um, and they're going to Bali, like maybe that's great, but maybe that's not your path. Yeah. Maybe your path is bringing peace into the home and exploring how you can bring peace amongst your family yes, yes. and right and so everyone, everyone's looks different but I would say follow your highest excitement and so what that means is if for you going being immersed in nature or you know going for a run is your highest excitement do that if it's doing art if it's painting if it's learning a new instrument do that right and be in those places where you can cultivate more gratitude you can create beauty and you can explore what makes your soul sing because it's different for everybody and you can follow what your teachers are doing and use that as jumping off points but then once once you're you know swimming in in the ocean of possibility let yourself be open and follow your highest excitement mm. but i would say start with gratitude start with realizing like I said in the beginning all of my parents sacrifices my grandparents sacrifices you know they my grandparents were trying to survive in a country where they didn't speak the language while at the same time their home country was at war yeah and they could face death right they were they were in the place of creating security mm-hmm. and so thanks to them my parents then created a home of belonging but they were still trying to survive and thanks to them now i'm in a place where i can self-actualize and so it's like a it's Mm. like a torch that we get to carry
1: yeah i've never seen it that way Mm. thank you wow that is so true yeah yeah and our ancestors and everything that they've gone through as well yeah yeah so true and i love how you also uh talked about how it doesn't have to be this grand Thing, you know what I mean mm-hmm. to make an impact and a difference in the world yeah and one of the things that I learned about through meditation was how even us individually meditating how it instantly affects your family dynamic yeah your community the world I mean it just keeps extending right yeah without them even meditating <laughs> right <laughs> but I, I thought it was so powerful yeah. so um yeah I mean I think that's absolutely beautiful
0: Yeah. It's like, don't think that it has to be this big grandiose Mm -hmm. thing and maybe one day it can be and that's great. Mm -hmm. But start with what you have. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, do, do what brings you your highest excitement and then allow it to be authentic to you. Yeah. Because it's for you. Yeah. It's like I said in the beginning, it's an intimate journey to connect with your soul, to connect with the divine, to connect with spirit. It has nothing to do with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And by you being in your authentic expression, you'll begin to create ripple effects yeah. within your own world, within your family, your communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: i you talked about how you're a, a Dharma coach, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you seem very passionate about it. <laughs> so I would love for you to... Uh, tell me what that is Mm -hmm. and why it's so important for you and yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think the word Dharma is, um, it means very different things and it's not a word to be used lightly because Mm -hmm. to some, it quite literally translates to soul's purpose. And I can tell you what your soul's purpose is, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's everyone's journey to, to explore on their own, Um, But as a Dharma coach, I really support people in that exploration and invite them to maybe look at things in ways they've never looked at or hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. When they say, like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to follow my highest excitement, it's like, okay, how are you going to do that? What's going to be the plan to to begin to shift into that place in life? And being in Dharmic work is really important to me because – Like I said, if we have the privilege to be in this place of self-actualization, then why choose a life that is out of alignment and feels miserable, Yeah, right? Because when you're not in your dharma, you're going against the natural flow of the unfoldment of your life. And it's changed my life to step into my Dharma and I'm so much happier. I feel like I can be of service. I feel like I've tapped into, into magic. Yeah. And you know, it's like not to like use magic as a fluffy term, but you know, it's like really tapping into the power of manifestation of co-creating with the universe. And when you're in your Dharma, that's what you're doing all day Mm. and the manifestations don't necessarily have to be like winning the lottery Mm -hmm. right it could literally be finally getting to a place in your life where you wake up every day and you're excited yeah you're like what am I going to get to do today (laughs) right and exactly yeah I feel like it's again I recognize that it's a privilege and sometimes we have to put in the work doing work that we don't want to do and that's okay and if we choose to, we can begin to explore a life that looks different from the conditioning of society of this is this is the the regimen you have to follow to be successful. Mm-hmm. Go to college, you know, get a job and work your way up the corporate ladder. Like for some people, that is their dharma and that is beautiful. I have a mm-hmm. lot of friends who are very happy and successful. And for some, that's so out of alignment with their souls that they find themselves dissatisfied and unhappy and and what if there was a possibility to explore something else? Mm, yeah, that takes a lot of courage it also does to do so it does yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> and a lot of faith and trust
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why just being there as a as a support system for people so yeah. they don't feel so alone is. Really rewarding yeah, for me. Yeah, that's
1: wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I wish I would have known you sooner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing that work back then, okay. but it seems like you've definitely, you know, it seems like you're in your dharma. Yeah, I really And it do. shows. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I don't even know how I
1: got here. <laughs> Sometimes I sometimes I don't have the awareness of what I'm doing. I just know that somehow something just feels right.
0: Yeah. And, and that's it. Yeah. Right? Your intuition yeah. says, try this path. Yeah. And, and you're what, like, let's, yeah. let's give it a go. Yeah,
1: exactly. And like you said, just be open, mm-hmm. right? Being open was a big thing in your life. You were just yeah. open to anything. And I really do believe that's one of the main key ingredients is just being open to the possibility of what could happen instead of closing ourselves off That's it. um, That also uh, applies to spirituality, being Mm -hmm. open. Yeah. Because you
0: never know what you find, right? Totally. Totally. And if we're stuck with a vision of how it should be and the universe delivers our manifestation wrapped up in a different package, we're not going to recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a bummer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Like, you manifest what you want, but you can't even recognize it because you're so tied to Ooh. how it should look how it should seem oh, yes yes but yes, yes. when in reality what's being delivered to you is so much more beautiful yeah so much more expansive and
1: and it's there mm-hmm. it's right there and sometimes yeah like you said because we're so focused on the end goal or right. you know having so much control of the outcome or how it should be that we don't even recognize i just blessed you I just blessed you that's right (laughs) you know that's right yeah so gratitude is such a big thing it's everything yeah Yeah. and celebrating (laughs) celebrating the the things that actually do happen Um, I also wanted to talk about sound or sound healing sound therapy which is Mm -hmm. something you're you're an expert at right so (laughs)
0: thank you (laughs) you are
1: Um, I had my first sound healing therapy um, in Costa Rica once. Oh, what a treat. It was beautiful. I feel like Costa Rica is such a just magical place. I I feel God's presence in the water and everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went uh, at the resort that I was staying. They had an activation for sound therapy. Mm. And I had so much fear in my body about water and swimming and getting on the jet skis and all of that. Yeah. And so the practitioner asked me to think about a fear that I want to move away from my body. Mm. And he did this incredible sound bath, many different instruments, and it felt wonderful. And then later on that day, I went into the beach with my family yeah. and I found myself on jet skis in the middle of the ocean. Wow. And also, I don't know how to swim, but I was swimming. Yeah. <laughs> deep in the water, wow. right? Not super deep, but I could, That's that's brave. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that something happened. What happened? Yeah. I feel like whatever energy or frequency I was submitted my, you know, in it went like all the fear just kind of like mm. disappeared because I became
0: fearless. Sound baths have the ability to entrain our mind almost like put them, put our minds in a trance, right? I I say it's akin to like hypnosis. And so what's happening is the sound allows our brainwaves to be influenced by these frequencies and our brainwaves begin to match these frequencies through a process called entrainment. When that happens, our brainwaves have the capacity to slow down So much so that we actually drop into a subconscious state. And what I think is so beautiful is that this practitioner invited you to work with a fear, right? And so you set your intention Mm -hmm. as getting over this fear, as transcending this fear, And then as the frequencies were working through you, perhaps some stagnancies that were causing this fear to be attached could have been removed. But what I think is important is the power of intention and sound. Because what happened, perhaps, is that you set the intention to transcend this fear. The sound allowed you to be in this subconscious state. And so when we're in the subconscious state, what's beautiful about the subconscious mind is that it doesn't know if you're telling it the truth or a lie. Yeah. Which is powerful, right? Mm -hmm. So like for better or for worse. And so if you tell your mind when you're in a subconscious state, I am no longer afraid. Your subconscious is going to be like, okay, clear, delete old story, in place new story. And so when you went out to the water later that day, you were operating from this subconscious place of I'm no longer afraid. Oh. And so you were able to do all those activities. And so the power of entrainment is something that is is being researched a lot right now through binaural beats, through meditation, through sound therapy, because our minds are so powerful, so powerful. So any modality that allows you to get out of the prefrontal cortex, get out of the monkey mind, out of those 80% recurring thoughts per day drop into a subconscious state you can really begin to reprogram wow that is powerful Mm -hmm. I love that you had that experience
1: yeah and that's one of the reasons why I loved you know I love it I feel like without understanding what the science behind what is happening yeah I mean even when one of my friends is working a specific bowl you know uh, that is in sync with like a certain chakra Mm. like I feel the energy just moving through that area so again without me having an awareness of what is happening I just know that something like these sound frequencies are 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 magic you know they feel like magic it's science but it's beautiful
0: yeah you know it's um it's beautiful that science is catching up to give language and vocabulary Mm -hmm. to so much that has been happening for eons Mm -hmm. right shaman shamans from ancestral tribes knew the power of drumming to induce altered states of consciousness they didn't need to have all this vocabulary to know i can help heal this person through drumming through chanting because all sound is is frequency right? Mm -hmm. It's frequency that falls within an audible range of human hearing. But just because we can hear it doesn't mean that if we can't hear it, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And so with these intentional frequencies, you know, thoughts are also frequencies. So what I like to think about is you know, in sound healing, we say that the formula for healing is frequency plus intention equals healing. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is because if you think of these waves, like you think of a radio wave, it carries information. If you tune to the right station, you can translate it and hear it. Same thing with sound frequency. So if you set an intention during a sound bath, these frequencies can actually amplify and carry that information of your intention. Mm, Wow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even at a physiological level, they're using sound to break down um, cancer masses, kidney stones. Like we're just starting to understand the power of sound sound and frequency. And at the same time, it's such a great mystery that... Maybe you don't need to know exactly what's happening, but you mm-hmm. feel it. Like you mm-hmm. said, your friend strikes a bowl. You feel something happening mm-hmm. at your solar plexus. Yeah. And maybe you don't need to understand, but you come out of it and you're like, whoa, I feel different. I feel empowered. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Let's go into some easier questions. Thank okay. you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. Can you talk about any practices or routines that you've established to maintain a strong sense of love for yourself?
0: Mm, you know, this is such a funny one, and I feel like it's my Capricorn North Node because Capricorn's very like—I think of it like a like a military sergeant. Yeah, the vibe of Capricorn. And oh so, yeah, he's Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like very—it's like the father of the horoscope, the grandfather, the you know. Mm-hmm. So something that I've established to to explore self love. As funny as it sounds, is the art of discipline. Because, in the art of discipline, you really learn to hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. from a place of self-love. Because, think about it: like, let's say your child um, didn't want to eat their breakfast and they were being fussy, right? You you make sure that they eat because you love them, because you know they're going to feel better in school. They're going to be able to think. They're going to be able to have nourishment. And so it's the same thing with our bodies. It's like, if it resonates with you, for me, the art of discipline really keeps me accountable with my practices that I know will make me feel better. Even if that means I take a cold shower at six in the morning. Because in that moment, I'm like, this doesn't feel like self-love. This is torture. But after I'm like, I'm awake. I feel great. I can like move through my day right um if it's getting myself to move when i'm feeling super lethargic and lazy like movement for me has been an integral part of my self-love regimen since i was in high school Mm -hmm. you know i ran cross country i ran track i've always kind of been an athlete and so for me movement like moving my body even if i don't want to um Yeah. And so, in a funny way, it's like things that feel like torture are actually out of self love. Oh, my God. And it's the art of discipline. Oh, I totally
1: resonate with that. I have, I'm definitely, I feel like for me, when I went through my, we were speaking about Saturn return. Yeah. When I was going through that, I mean, I was resisting the whole thing. Really? I I, I had no awareness. Yeah. I I was not allowing things to happen as they should have. Right. And so, when, which a lot of us do. Yeah. 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 And I was like, you know what? The biggest change for me happened through discipline, you know, and for me, that is one of the biggest acts of self-love. Yeah. Because you're doing the things that you know you're supposed to be doing for yourself mm-hmm. and for your future. Yeah. And I take cold showers too. <laughs> do you? Good for you. I do. I just started maybe like a week ago. They are intense. They The first one is really intense. Mm-hmm. And I learned you have to breathe through the experience. Yes. and Full exhales. Yeah. Okay. Yeah full exhales Mm -hmm. I do you go straight into a cold shower or do you you do okay unless it's a hair washing day And I'm like you know what honey
0: we're doing more today
1: (laughs) I know if I have to shave or anything like that I'm like like... no 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 if it's like a quick like body rinse cold shower all day exactly (laughs) but I laugh my whole way through a cold
0: shower and I come out with the biggest smile like I love it that's I'm gonna try to do that. Yeah. Laughter is the best medicine. It is. I'm just like laughing. (laughs) Wow. Wow! And I really
1: love pushing myself and like pushing my boundaries Mm -hmm. also through discipline. And that's why I love weightlifting because I feel like I want to see what I'm made out of, you know? And I feel like to survive in this world for me, just personally, I got to create like a internal beast mm-hmm. within light that fire yeah light the fire yeah. and um that like the drill sergeant mentality you know like i gotta have that my like that drill sergeant in my mind telling me you can do one more rep yeah. you can do one more rep like yes. why are you trying to relax you know what i mean wow but within balance yeah like i'm not burning right. out or stressing myself out to a point of like hurting myself but totally it's
0: important it is to have
1: that. It push.
0: is, you know. I I had a friend say something so beautiful to me once, and she was like, "With this fitness culture that we live in today, mm-hmm. it's important to ask yourself: Am I working out out of self punishment, or am I working out out of self love? Yeah, because that 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 frame, as you're building this new muscle, mm-hmm. that energy is getting woven into that muscle, mm-hmm. right? And so it's really important to approach any practice with Mm self-love to know why you're doing it, to be intentional with it, not to say, oh, I, I, you know, had too much to eat last night, so I got to go work out. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You got to back up. You got to do it out of self-love and still have the discipline, Mm -hmm. but know why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, yeah, it's funny, like self-love for me, looks so different depending also what time of the month I'm in
1: yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm.
0: sometimes self love is letting myself just veg out and do nothing Mm -hmm. and then other times it's like really pushing myself to see what I'm made of yeah and honoring that
1: yeah yeah that's really important also Mm -hmm. um, honoring what face you currently find yourself in totally I think a lot of times we forget that we are nature and we go through the cycles also yes and so syncing ourselves with the earth and the natural rhythms of nature i mean that's there's so much power in that as well yeah and you feel so connected Mm
0: -hmm. right you really flow with with your own nature
1: do you ever feel disconnected do you feel like oh my something is missing right now and how do you reconnect back to to yourself yeah how long does it take you usually
0: Mm. well it takes me as long as it takes me to become aware of it. Mm-hmm. And so mm. once I become aware of it, the shift happens immediately. And that's that's something that happens to all of us. It's not just exclusive to me because if we're walking around dormant to our mindset, our perspective, the lens through we see the through which we see the world, there's nothing we can do about it. We just live in that. Yeah. But the moment we become aware of wait, this isn't me. Why am I feeling this way? The shift already began to happen because we can begin to work towards bettering ourselves to get out to get ourselves out of that. But yeah, I feel like at least once a day I yeah. lose connection, whether it's because I consume too much social media yeah. or the world is heavy. Yeah. Or I woke up late and I rushed and I'm you know, angry at the person in front of me because they're not driving fast enough, right? It's like we're human. Um, But the quickest way I bounce back is through the breath. Because as you know, right, the breath is something that happens at an unconscious level. And so if we're breathing rapid, shallow, we're in a state of agitation, we're releasing cortisol. And the minute that we take a deep breath, and release, already you stop. Yeah, it feels so good. And already (laughs) you stop the product. You slow down the production of cortisol. You slow down your heart rate. My biggest tip that's like so practical and easy. I told you long exhales. Yeah. When our exhale is longer than our inhale, our heart rate slows down. Mm -hmm. And so if you are in a state of stress, if you're in a state of disconnection, If you just focus on deep inhales and even longer exhales, within a minute, Mm -hmm. you're gonna feel better. Mm -hmm. And then you can begin to, you know, because it's hard to feel connected when our physical body is, is in a state of stress. We're in fight or flight. Yeah. We're focused on surviving, Mm -hmm. right? There is no space Mm -hmm. to think about gratitude. There is no space to think about feeling connected to the divine, to nature, to spirit. And so if you can at least regulate your nervous system, get yourself there first and then explore Mm -hmm. the things that can come after that once you create the space. Because it's important to have grace with ourselves, you know, it's important to not live in this fantasy that we're always gonna be happy. we're always gonna be grateful. Mm-hmm. We're gonna lose touch of that moment to moment and that's okay. What's important is how often can we come back? Yeah, right
1: yeah, yeah. thank you for being so honest about that. You yeah know? because I feel like sometimes yeah there's this perception that we're always, especially when you are in a spiritual community mm-hmm. and you pre- you have you know,
0: very yeah. uh So you deep. can't be high vibe all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 You know, it's true. And uh, thank you for sharing also that very practical, you know, um technique of the breath and regulating our you said our nervous system. Yeah.
0: You know mm. our stress hormones, mm. our yeah, everything. Yeah. Our brain waves, our heart rate. How often do you consider the little girl mm. inside of you?
1: And in everything that you do?
0: Uh lately not often enough. But inner child work was huge. I remember when I was at the peak of my inner child work, I used to carry this photo of myself. I put it as my phone background. Because especially with negative Mm self-talk, if you looked at a child, let's say four, five, two, six, whatever, you would never, ever say half the things that you say to yourself to a child. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so for me, like thinking about her when it comes to negative self-talk as somebody who, which I know we didn't really touch on, but somebody who is recovered from eating disorders, body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. it's honestly the most powerful tool to use when you live in your mind and your mind isn't a loving place to be. hmm Because if you also think about that child living in your mind, then you're like, oof, I got to protect her. Yeah. You know, I got to be kind. I got to be soft. And sometimes it's easier than others, but uh, she's always present. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I... I, um, I used to also have a little photo of myself when I was younger. Yeah, it's honestly such a lovely thing to do. It
1: is, you know, and even when I would have to do something that was nerve-wracking, maybe like public speaking or something, I would always envision her mm. sitting like in the front seat or something <laughs> like
0: Cute. that. Cute, <laughs> you know,
1: and now as an adult woman, I a lot of the decisions that I make are now reflected in her So Mm. if she feels I always ask her, what do you want to do with relationships or anything? I consider her because when I was younger, I never did, Mm. you know, and so even going to events uh, like maybe a family or anywhere where I feel like she's not going to be respected or loved or appreciated. I honor that instead of people pleasing or doing things to, you know you know, people please.
0: Wow. You know, and... That's powerful mm -hmm. to also consult with her. Yeah. With decision-making. Yeah. I
1: love that. Yeah. I would love if you can maybe share what you would, what advice or what would you say to a
0: version of you, a Mm -hmm. 20-year-old version of you? I would tell her that she doesn't need to have it all figured out right now and to enjoy this present moment to not live so caught up in the past or the future that she's always disconnected to what's in front of her um I would tell her that she's beautiful exactly as she is that she doesn't need to change anything about her and that I'm proud of her Mm. yeah yeah (laughs) beautiful thank you yeah thank you
1: now you also have Latinas Who Meditate, yes. um, which is something that you have, it's been in your field for quite some time, but now you really, um, you're now feeding it, right? Mm. You're growing it and giving it love. Yeah. So what is Latinas Who Meditate
0: and yeah. what inspired you to create mm. it? Thank you for that question. So Latinas Who Meditate is a community and organization that has the mission to empower Latina women in reclaiming their wellness, their spirituality, and their mental health in ways that also honor um, our rich cultural background Mm -hmm. and the challenges that we've had to overcome because of our cultural background. So what's beautiful is that in the height of the pandemic, I woke up one morning and the name Latinas Who Meditate was in my heart. And I was like, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? Um, and I made an Instagram. And then I literally didn't touch it for three years. And I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And You I forgot about it? I forgot about it. Wow. I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know the password. I had to yeah. go through this whole ordeal to yeah. like get back into that account. And I was in Oregon about... Time is so weird. I'm like, I don't know when that was. Let's see, maybe like four or five months ago, and I was there with Nike, and we were kind of having this talk about diversity, inclusion, equity, and it dawned on me that I was like, I have been serving the wellness community for five years, and even as a Latina woman, even as a brown person, a person of color, I still see a lot of disparity in who comes to my classes, who has access to the studios, who feels welcomed Mm -hmm. in these spaces. And I was like, why am I not catering to my own people? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there was a lot to dissect there. And what came to me was just this desire to create a space just for Latina women, Latine female identifying folks. And and then i was like okay well what is this going to look like what is this going to yeah, be yeah and then it dawned on me that i was like oh my gosh this is what Latinas Who Meditate was meant to be all along. And so I always say it's like this little seed that was planted in my heart three years ago, yeah. but it took three years to sprout. Yeah, And now I'm in this place where I'm watering it. It's like this beautiful wildflower. I have no idea what it is, what it's going to look <laughs> like. But I'm like, I'm just going to keep yeah. watering you. Yeah. And it's really led me to deepen my own healing with reclaiming my own rich cultural background and it's also led me to connect with incredible women like you you know i feel like one of my superpowers has always been being a connector and cultivating community um just through my own relationships and stronger we're together right and so i had the pleasure and the privilege of sharing instagram lives and recording podcast Mm -hmm. episodes with powerful latina women who really embody what it is to be um, on their wellness journey, to be empowered in it, and to be authentic with it. Mm.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, I feel like what you're doing is so important Mm. and very powerful. And you're definitely a trailblazer. Mm. Uh, You've been in this space for quite some time. You said five years, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And yes, I see you as a trailblazer in this community because – I also myself, when I go to studios, like yoga studios, yeah. um, there's you know, nobody says anything and everybody is very sweet. But for whatever reason, I just feel like I don't belong there. I feel mm. like I don't look like them. And I don't have to look like people in order sure. to, to belong, right? Yeah. But there is this also um, need for meditation and spiritual practices and mental health tools that should be available to Mm -hmm. our community because it's taboo Mm -hmm. and we don't have the resources or we don't have access to.
0: Or we don't feel welcome or or invited. Yeah. Uh, Right. Exactly. So
1: I feel like this is such a big shift and you were born. Right when you had to be born <laughs> and go through everything you went through yeah. in order for you to create something so beautiful and to amplify voices because mm. we we have been in this space. There's yeah. so many people. Oh my gosh, yes. There's so many people in this space already. It's just that we're not being represented in a larger scale right. or giving you know,
0: giving given the opportunities to do so. That's right. So. That's right. No, and it's such an honor because I feel like I'm just yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm just the uh, the maintenance lady for this like <laughs> beautiful being. Love, yeah, like I'm like, okay, hey spirit, I'm your maintenance lady. Yeah. Like let me know what I need to fine tune yeah. and, and, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and I feel like people really need to, you know, focus
1: on the fact that this seed came to you mm. through your spiritual journey, through yeah. your practices. Otherwise, I don't think it would be able to be delivered to you, right? right. Um, being open and being an open vessel to receive mm. these messages and then going with it and being open. I feel like so many people also have, you know, I feel like God, I love to use the word God yeah. because it resonates with me, but yes. I feel like God is always planting and trying to plant these seeds. And that's, that's right. why expressing our own unique individuality is our power mm. and and be Listen. brave
0: yeah it takes and courage be brave. if you have yeah. something in your heart take we need the leap it. yeah take and we the leap it. take the risk mm-hmm. just give it a go yeah give it a go and yeah and then be delightfully surprised yeah. by what happens yeah
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, where can people find you online? What are you
0: currently doing? Where can they connect with you and work with you also? Yeah. Thank you. So, um, I, my website is just loveandalchemy.com. Same thing on Instagram at loveandalchemy underscore, um, my podcast, which you will be yes. a guest on, yeah. which I'm so excited is Practical Alchemy for all things Latinos Who Meditate, latinoswhomeditate.com at mm-hmm. who meditate, And yeah, I have some sound practitioner trainings coming up in the new year. Some really beautiful activations and events. So, um, and they're so beautiful. Your oh, events are so beautiful and so light. Thank you. you it's know? it's the Libra in me. Yeah. <laughs> we have a thing for aesthetics. Oh my god, definitely. <laughs> Which is why when I walked in your space, I was like, yes. <laughs> your whole brand is aesthetic. Thank Everything you. you do. Thank yeah. you, thank you. But thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been such a pleasure. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much for being here, Natalie.